BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hello? What's going on, Ma? Uh, Ray, what's new with you? Actually, everything with you is oh. new to me because I don't know who you are. So anything you could possibly say would suffice. Um... As an answer to that question, sure. Um, sure I guess in the immediate, just sitting here, watching the stream, chilling with chat and you, smoking cigar and drinking bourbon. Uh, any particular reason uh, you called in tonight? I, I mean, I had a shit story, so give the people what they want, right? Oh yeah, what's going on with your uh, shit thing? Yeah. Um, so kind of keeping this <laughs> kind of uh, showed my hand before I, um, you know, said what's going on. But uh, keeping a secret from my wife, she doesn't really know about it right now. We went to a wedding. Uh, it's been about a year now. And it's it was one of her best friends. And. I was pretty hungover. I uh, was having some stomach issues that night. And just went to the restroom, you know, at the uh, reception. And was just, you know, going to take a shit. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, pretty nasty. It was, I had, I had a lot of work to do, you know. And ended up clogging the toilet so bad that um, it was kind of overflowing a bit. But it wasn't one of those where, you know, you you know immediately it was going to happen. Like, I flushed once, thought it was going to be, you know, just a two-flush type situation. So, went to go flush again, and then it just started pouring out. And I panicked and just darted out of there, darted out of the restroom, and then sat back down in my seat at the, at the table, just continued to eat food because I was kind of mortified, didn't know what to do. Hmm. Yeah, that's always a good strategy because here's the thing: uh, how many people were at this wedding reception? You think? I mean, if I had to ballpark it, probably two fifty, three hundred. Two fifty. Okay, so nobody could possibly know it was you. No, 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 no. It was. It was. Okay, pretty easy. I mean, I would. However, yeah. I did. I would have done the exact I, same I thing. I did pass a guy on. I passed a guy on the way out, but there were multiple stalls, and he didn't go in into that stall okay so no witnesses yeah no witnesses all right yeah no i to- totally totally would have done and pr- have done the exact same thing well see the thing is like i said if it was you know just one of her you know one of her friends i i really wouldn't have cared i wouldn't have thought about it this deep but it's like a friend we see all the time and I don't know if she got floated the bill or anything like that. Like, I feel really bad. I don't want to be known as the guy that, you know, costed her quite a few hundred dollars, I guess. Because, like, they ended up closing the restroom. Like, on the on the way out, there were, like, I don't know if there were plumbers or whatnot, but they were people that did not work for that reception hall in that restroom, and the restroom was closed. Mm. Okay, so you really did some damage there. Yeah, I mean, it was, you should have seen it while it was top five. So, you know, I, I, do you know for a fact that your 
wife's friend uh, was fronted the bill because you can't really ask without sounding a little guilty. So, yeah. So if you ask, then you pretty much played your hand. You know, she knows right off the bat that you know that somebody clogged the toilet and it. she's going to question that it's you. But, I mean, I can pay for it, no problem. But yeah. I'm just... <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be known as that guy. You, you know, know, Ray. Um, uh, Ray, here, listen. I'll, here's the thing. I'm gonna give you. You don't always have to do the right thing. Um, I <laughs> don't do the right thing all the time. Uh, this is a, this might be a situation in which it might not even be the right thing to do the right thing. You know. I mean, what kind of fuck it? Does anybody do the right thing every time? Nobody does. Sometimes you just, I mean, you're, you can just, you're lying you if you lie. say you do. You're lying if you say you do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, if I were in your position, there is, there's no way. I mean, the, the wife could be at dinner with, uh, uh, the wife's friend could be at dinner with you and your wife, and she could be talking about how she had to front a bill. For uh, this clogged toilet, and I, I still would not say anything. That's me. And is that the right thing to do? No, not at all. The right thing to do is to pay for the damn toilet. But um, like I said, you don't always have to do the right thing. I mean, who the fuck always does the right thing? Yeah. So you're good. But also, I'm a gecko guy yeah, on the but, internet, so I, my opinion is worth nothing. But maybe we should, I mean, take a step back. Maybe not tell the friend but tell my wife if you tell the wife wife's gonna tell the friend friend. everything yeah if you tell the wife wife's gonna tell the friend yeah actually so I'm taking this to the grave right actually I don't know if the wife would tell the I mean I don't know I don't know the relationship between the wife and the friend but I feel like if the wife you might tell her and then the wife might also be Extremely embarrassed and not tell the friend too, which could potentially make your bond with your wife go stronger because now you guys have a mutual secret, which brings people together. That's a that's a dangerous game there, Lyle. You know, dangerous game to play. I mean, we you seem we like got a dangerous we, guy. I mean, we got other shit that we you know keep us together. I don't think a shit story is going to do it. Well then, uh, what's your name again? Ray? I think you're gonna die with this one. Yeah, so we're going to the grave with chat, huh? Yep. I mean, I won't tell anyone. You're a real one. Thanks for calling, Ray. Have a good one. Hello? Hi. How are you? Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Is this Abby? Addy or Abby? Um. All right, you kind of cut out and didn't, uh, and I kind of missed the answer to the question, but it's okay. I'm probably gonna forget your name, uh, in two seconds because I'm bad. No, not right. because of any other reason. I just, I, I think I genuinely, and I'm not being funny anymore. I do think I genuinely have some kind of a short-term memory loss because uh, people think I like oh. do it on the show as a bit, but in my in real life, I've been meeting people and they'll tell me their name and I'll forget it. Uh, you know, five seconds into meeting them. So it's nothing against you. I just think I've, I don't know, smoked too much pot and eaten too much candy that I just can't do names anymore, which is fine. But names don't really matter. We're all going to die very soon. Uh, it kind of sounds like the story of my life with like most of the guys I talk to. They all seem to have short-term memory loss, so I'm used to it. Okay, great. Great. So you're you're comfortable and accepting of my condition, and I appreciate that very much. And I would love to hear what is going on with you in your life, Addy. So, um, my last boyfriend, we broke up a few months ago, and it was mainly because he was dealing with depression. Um, and at first, he was very accepting of me being supportive with that in him, and then. He just decided that he couldn't do it anymore and decided to break up. 
Um, and last week we started talking again, and turns out he wants to get back, but um, he also wants to transition genders. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I must say, like, I, I am bisexual, which is like, I mean, whatever. Um, but um, I fell in love with him as a man, and okay. now I'm unsure. Um, I don't know what to do. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can see what. Sure, I can see why this will inspire uh, conflicting feelings. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, so, so this person and you broke up because they were going through some mm -hmm. stuff. And then, yeah. how long were you guys separated for? Almost six months. About six months. Okay. What well, What were you doing in those six mm -hmm. months? Um. Well, two weeks, around two weeks after we broke up, one of my grandparents passed away. So I was dealing with that. Um, yep. But other than that, uh, I was just focusing on work. Going okay. to work and taking myself to the gym to get my mind off the breakup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did your life in those six months? And I, and it, it's just kind of a hard question to answer because there's probably a lot of different variables involved, especially uh, uh, you know, the death of a family member. But how did your life without this person compare to uh, your life with them? Um, it didn't seem as happy as when he was part of it. Um, and I also have a kid. And they did get to meet. And so whenever she saw me sad, she would always tell me, you know, like, everything's okay. Like, he loves you. And it would just um, make me cry. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, I have to get used to not getting those cute messages from him or snaps, which kind of sucked. But I had to get through it in a way is uh this this your your kid is this a kid you had with your ex no okay no before we started dating i had been married and uh, my ex-husband is my kid's dad okay and so um mm -hmm. this ex that you want to get back together with um did you guys have no contact for these six months? Yeah. Um, at first, I would message him um, just stuff like, hey, like, whatever is going on, just, like, don't hurt yourself and stuff like that. Um, and I do have to admit, I did miss him a lot, obviously. So from time to time, I would, like, try to check up on him. Um, and okay. he wouldn't reply. So... It really caught me by surprise when I had uh, a message from him from actually last month because um, we met on an app. And after we started dating, well, I stopped using that app. Um, and for some reason, I felt like going back on it. And that's when I saw I had a message from him. Oh, they sent you a message yeah. on this app. Mm-hmm. Why did they send you a message on the app and not text you? That's kind of... I mean, I guess it's not relevant know. at all, but kind of a strange move. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Um, why not just send me a text? Because I, I stopped using that app. But okay. I just had this feeling to go back on it, and that's when I saw his message. But yeah, I mean, it would have been just easier to send me a text, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this okay. So so there were a lot of kind of problems between you guys as a result of this person's depression, which they said that they needed some time apart to take care of, which is reasonable, right? Um, 
Well, we didn't have any problems. Um, I was actually really supportive throughout that time before the breakup. Um, what really caught me off by surprise was that one day while being at work, he just randomly asked me if I thought he was a narcissist, which caught me by surprise because right away I told him no. Like I've been with a narcissistic person before and he didn't quite fit that criteria. Um, and yeah, I was just trying to reassure him that he wasn't. Again, I was super supportive throughout his depression. Um, and then one day I was just missing him really, really bad. And yeah. I got emotional and I really wanted to call him, but at the same time, I didn't want to bother him. Mm -hmm. So I just told him we were talking about it. Um, and he told me he was going to watch a streamer on Twitch. And so I told him like, okay, well, I won't bother you. And not even a minute passed. And he replied with, okay, I love you. Good night. Which I was like, okay, like you're, taking a bit to reply to me but when I tell you I'm not going to bother you you reply right away okay whatever um and so I started typing this text and I said you know well you do have some narcissistic behavior in you like disregarding other people's feelings because I was hurt and I emotionally mm, yeah, I was emotionally impulsive when I hit sent, and I regretted mm -hmm. it right away. Um, and so he didn't talk to me for four days. And the day he got back to me, that's when he told me, like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm sorry, we're breaking up. And so since then, I kept blaming myself because he was at a low point in his life with depression. And then here I come with those words, you know. Well... Uh, you know, I mean, I think I feel like we've talked about this on here, and this is a common sense myth, but somebody else's. By the way, I'm not a real therapist. I'm a guy in a gecko costume uh, on the Call of Duty website. Yeah. Um, but somebody else's, you know, mental health dealings with is is uh, sort of. A, a product of of them and you can't really blame yourself for uh yeah. you know other people having depression and having to deal with it that's a lot to take on um what what this to me comes down to is is your life better or worse with this person in it that's the crux of of what we're trying to figure out uh i don't i don't know i i keep obviously cannot answer that question for you but that's yeah what you should sort of ruminate on and what i'm sure you have been ruminating on well we have spoken about getting married in the future um having kids and my daughter he always treated her as his own um, and so I was really, you know, looking into the future with that because when we matched on that app, like I wasn't looking for anything and he was very persistent. Um, but I was happy. And when he came into my life slowly, but surely he just completed me in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, so when he tells me that he wants to transition into a woman, um, I, I wasn't angry at it at all. I, I did tell him, well, if you like to dress as a woman, like I have nothing against it. It's just, I fell in love with you as a guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And I even yeah. asked him, like, well, what's your plan if, do you, like, do you still want to have kids? He said, yeah. And so I asked him, like, what's the plan then? Like, how how do you want that to work? 
Um, and so he said that he would keep certain areas of his body for that. Uh, but also what I'm trying to understand is like he's always wanted to have a son so he can have that relationship that him and his dad had when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to know like how do you, how how would we make it work if he wants to change gender um, and still have like that father figure? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a very very tough issue. I don't have any sort of right answer, but I have like, I don't know, I have thoughts, because I'm thinking about your your ex, this person, and mm-hmm. I'm sure for them, with everything that they're dealing with, and just in their life in general, both of you guys should have people as your significant other that uh yeah you're you're excited about you know and this person transitioning yeah. i mean that's a big part of of who they are it's important enough to them the transition that they're going to do it and it becomes a big part of this person's identity that they are now living and presenting as a woman and they should have somebody in their life who's accepting and, and and not just accepting, but like excited about it and embracing it. And you should have somebody as your significant other who you're excited about and who you embrace fully. And that's really hard. So I do believe both of you yeah. should have people in your life who you're excited about. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How you would sort of come to terms with that because this, this being a big deal for you is, is what it is. You know, this having its problems for you is what it is. And it's, it's a hard thing to reconcile with. I don't know. All, all, all I, all I really feel about this situation is that both of you should be really excited about each other and about who each other is. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know with you, like, and I do. This is all speculation. You know, this is a tough issue, and I'm a guy in a gecko costume on the internet. But, uh, like, could you? These are just ideas I'm playing with in my mind. Like, could you? You know, be initially resistant to this, but put in some effort and learn to embrace it. And both of you kind of can move forward with that understanding that that you're going to put in effort towards this thing and towards embracing it. Or will that not work? And I don't Um, know. I don't know if that'll work or not. I, I really have no idea. I feel like initially I I would. Um, and like I told him, like I have no issue with him dressing as a woman. Like it does it, it doesn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me. Um, and I know it's a it's a slow process that he has to get into hormones and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hurts because I love him. So 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 much and like I obviously want to see him happy and sure I appreciate that he also wants to get back with me um I don't know I I feel like in the end he would become the one that got away as cliche as it might sound okay and here's another thing you know you say you don't mind this person dressing as a woman, you know, I, I don't know. And this, and this, what I'm about to say, this would, this would be part of you, you know, needing to, to make an effort into this, to make it work. 
is like, you know, I don't know, I don't know this person's name, whatever, but they're not just talking. They're not just talking about dressing as a woman. They're, they're they're talking about transitioning into a woman, wanting you to really see them as a woman, wanting you to call them she, her. You know, it's a lot more. I feel yeah. like that they would want from you than just, hey, it's cool with me if you put on women's clothing, and you know, you would have to decide if you wanted to be with this person, if that's something you could really apply effort into. And it, it, it could just be, you know, that this person has gone through a lot of struggles and changes and fighting thoughts in their brain and, and, and they kind of came out with, this is what I need to be happy. And it could be, and and, I, and again, I'm just throwing out various different ideas of, of how I'm thinking. It could be that this person transitions uh, into a woman and that makes them very happy. And as a byproduct of that, you two become incompatible. That could be it too. Um, yeah. And that might be hard, but if you really do love this person you really do want to see them happy i think you could find it in them i think you could find it in yourself to accept that i think if you really really love this person i think you could find it within yourself to either accept that in this new stage of their life you guys are incompatible but you wish them well or you're going to make a concentrated effort to really get to know them as they are and get to love them again in this new stage of their life. And I don't think either of those options is the right one or the wrong one, but I hope that at least in talking about these, you have a better perspective on how you can move forward. Yeah. Does any of that make well, sense? I'm guessing the other thing would... Yeah, it does. And the other thing I'm guessing would be... How to explain it. Um, if, let's say, we do go as far as like getting married and all of that. Sure. Um, because I know some people wouldn't be as accepting. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't really understand. Um, sure. So... And well, I'm Hispanic, so my family, some of them are very old school. Um, sure. And I know they they wouldn't understand it as easily. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, like, I could care less what they think if I'm with someone that I love. Sure, it's sure. Just, and and and, and these are the worst criticism from loved ones. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is this is part of you know th this is information that you have to think about and consider and weigh when you're making you know one of I mean at least what I see is as one of the two decisions that that you can make, which is the decision to accept that you guys are incompatible at this point, or to accept that you're going to have to make a, a, a you know concentrated effort into understanding this person again. Um, but yeah, Addy, you know, I, I think, I think it's good that you're thinking about all of this stuff so deeply, um, cause it means that you care. Um, I, I think, I think I've said, uh, uh, what I think about this and I, I want to know if there's anything else that, um, you, you want to say or, or cover before we go. Um, I would, I would really have to think it through thoroughly. Um, you should. Yeah. Um, because nothing would make me happier than to see him happy. Um, and if that means transitioning, then as long as 
he or she is happy, you know? Addie, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Thank you, Gek. You're, you're not a real therapist, but you are really good at giving advice and just being someone to listen. Thank you very much, man. I, I appreciate you, and I will uh, I'll talk to you soon. Good luck. Thank you. Super, super tough issue. Super tough issue. Um... I don't know if I have any wrap-up thoughts. I feel like I said everything I, I, I needed to say about that. Um, I'm surprised that I was able to formulate the thoughts that I that I formulated on that call because that is a very, very tough issue. Um, but to sum it up, I think that, yeah, those are kind of what I see, at least as her two options, is um, two forms of acceptance. The, the, the first one being, okay, this person is moving into a new phase of their life and I love them and I'm happy for them, um, but we are simply not compatible in this new phase of their life. That's the one. Or this person is entering a new phase of their life and uh, because I love them so much, I'm going to put forth the effort of entering it with them, which means understanding uh, and fully realizing that this person is now a woman and I, I will treat them as such. I will think of them as such. I will defend them against uh, my family. I will uh, uh, defend them against uh, you know anyone else who thinks that what we're doing is, is wrong. And I will, will really take up that challenge and that challenge will be important to me to put action toward. Uh, because I love this person, and not, not, neither of those are the, are the are the right or wrong answer. It's just about in the end what'll make her happier, which I don't know because I am not her. I am a gecko on the computer. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello? Hello? How you doing? Oh, shit. It's you. It's me. Um... I'm doing, I'm doing, see, I didn't think it would pick up, but, uh, I'm doing great. Um, um tell me everything. How are you? Uh, well, recently, uh, I met this girl off a dating app, like, last Sunday, and, Everything moved pretty fast. We had sex in the back of my friend's car. Like two days later, we're still talking and she tells me that she's like surprised because she's never really like met a guy who like treated her the way that I do and so open and kind and all that. And she's like, She's just like expressing how she feels and then I kind of jumped the gun. I went a bit too fast. I should have thought more about what I was going to say, but I ended up basically saying that every now and again, get serious and see like what we have and see where it could go. I'm 100% I'm, I'm ready to see where it goes. And she was like, I like that. And then I ended up like, we ended up dating from that moment. And that ended up happening on like a fucking last Tuesday. And so we've been dating. All right, this timeline is completely fucked at this point, but continue. Go ahead. I'll, I'll ask for clarification later. Let me get let me get the rest of these details. All right. So, um, from Tuesday onward to in between Tuesday to yesterday, she's like she's basically seeing me as that needle in a haystack kind of person that like she's found the right guy okay 
that will like treat her right because she has a she I we had talked about it and she has like she's been with many guys and they all kind of treat her like crap and all that. So what what is what's, what's your issue here, Jose? So yesterday when we were hanging out, something's been weighing on my mind was that I don't really feel the same way for her that she does for me, and so I mentally told her how I felt, and we ended up breaking up on the spot. And okay, so you dated this girl for about today. A- we were. Pretty much. Okay. And so we're talking today, earlier today, and she was telling me that she, because on Saturday we had, we had unprotected sex and I came inside her and she had told me today that she forgot to take the pill on Saturday. And so we were currently talking about it earlier, and on based on her cycle, there's like a 75% chance that she might get pregnant, and she she tried to go to get Plan B today at the store, but she was trying to do it discreetly because her parents are like very conservative and pro-life, but they found out and so she they pretty much like grounded her right now and so i'm just trying to like comfort her through it and she's like super scared and she doesn't know what to do but i don't know what to do either but i'm just trying to keep calm and like think of all the possible ways to help her out because she wants she we both don't want a child. We both know that we're not ready for one. We're pretty young and all that. And I'm just trying to like let her know that if I have to, I'll do what I can. If she ends up being pregnant, then I'll do what I can to be a father, pretty much. Okay, so if you talked about what you guys are going to do if it turns out that she's pregnant. Um, we haven't talked about it too much. We've just mainly been discussing on the different things to do to, the different routes to go for trying to either take an emergency contraceptive, which I think after today, if you were to take one, then it just wouldn't work. I don't. And I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm a gecko, but I don't know what the whole um, window is for emergency contraceptives. But if you're gonna do, if you're gonna try to get an emergency contraceptive, I would suggest getting off the phone with me and going to find one right now, if that is your plan. So <laughs> we we talked about it, but because her parents, she tried to get one, but her parents. Uh, Pretty much like found out and stopped her, and so. Well, dude, what? When I'm understanding, they're like, "Why don't you try to go get one if if the plan is to get one?" I don't have a car. I mainly use my friend's car, and he's kind of like away right now. He probably won't be back till later in the night. Jose. And. Jose, if you if you and this girl do do not feel like you are able to have a a, a kid, and um you're trying to get rid of this issue before it becomes a bigger issue walk to cbs get off the phone with me and walk there take the three hour take the three hour walk to cbs and then walk another two hours to her house you don't need a car you need to take care of this problem my friends what are you what are you doing this you don't have a car well, freaking walk there, dude. The, the time is running out if this is the plan. All right. You got me there, man. All right. So go to CVS. Where do you do you know? Do this. I mean, 
dude, if 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 you guys don't want to have to, you know, make this into a, a larger issue and you need emergency contraceptive, freaking go walk to CVS, get Plan B, then walk to her house, discreetly meet her somewhere where her parents won't know, and get her the Plan B. All right. Go now. All right, I will, man. All right. Talk to you soon, Jose. Hope it all works out. Thank you. I I had more questions for him, but I I he's he is he absolutely does not have time to be on my podcast right now. I Jose, I can guarantee you that um it will the, the tedium that exists for you in the future if you do not uh, uh, take care of the situation, will far outweigh walking two hours to CVS. I'm not crazy, right? Like, does anyone know? <laughs> if I were in that situation, I'm walking to CVS. <laughs> Running to CVS. I can't believe I can't believe that he was like yeah the window the window is running out and he decided to call me and you know what it was a good decision because he I, I is he actually on his way to CBS right now across America BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello? Hey, is this Gek? Yeah, is this Steven? This is Steven. How's it going, man? Steven, uh, what's your life like? Well, um, it's, I guess you could say it suddenly got a little, a little interesting. Um, uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, like 15, 16 years old, I was, uh, diagnosed with an autoimmune disease that, um, made me lose all my hair, right? So, when I was like 16 years old, I w- I've been I've been completely bald since then, and um, now I don't know really know why, but now I'm growing hair back, and uh, I don't know like I gotta shave my face now for the first time ever, and I don't really know how to do that, and I gotta like start like I guess taking care of my hair stuff like that, and I'm not really sure like I never I've never done it before, you know. Hmm. So you don't know how to have hair? Yeah, pretty much. I I don't know how to deal with it. When you were 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, did you have hair? Um, so when I was in like I would say like elementary to middle school, it it start it starts coming out in like patches almost. But my hair was so thin and so short that there was really no, like, I couldn't really style it anyway. Um, so kind of, not really. I had hair at that age, but not really. Hmm. Do you like having hair? Or is this something you're excited about? Well, I see, and, and, that's, and that's where I don't know, because... Being bald has been such a part of my personality for a long time, right? Like almost 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that was me for so long. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to let go of that. No. Interesting. So you got this disease that caused you to lose all your hair. And right. being bald 
all of a sudden was something that you started to embrace. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. And are you considering just shaving off the hair that's growing back? Yes and no. Um, I don't know. I would say, I would say yes. If, you know, I feel like I want to keep, you know, that look, but also at the same time, like this could be an opportunity for me to like be a little different than I have been, you know? Hmm. Do you feel as though your personality would change along with your look? That's a great question. Um, I I would hope not, you know, like, I don't think there, there would be, yeah, I guess, I guess I hope not, but maybe it would, maybe, maybe I would change my personality. I don't know. Hmm. You said your personality was tied to your baldness. And what exactly did you mean by that? Well, you know, I, I mean, growing up in, you know, I mean, I, I grew up in, in, a, in a big town, right? There were a lot of people. And um, I was the only, obviously, the only kid that didn't have hair or was, like, losing hair, stuff like that, bald kid, right? But then I would do, like, I did a lot of theater in school. Um, so, like, I would be on stage and I'd be, like, performing. And it would always be like, oh, you know, that's, that's the bald kid. He was on stage the other night. And that, that kind of, like, I kind of just, like, adopted that, I guess. And um, I don't know, that's just always how it's been. Interesting. So this thing that made you very different at a young age, uh, for a lot of people, they would feel like that's a bad thing, but you're embracing it as uh, uh, a, a sort of pride in being different. Exactly. And and that that is why... I'm, I guess, I guess for lack of a better word, having like an identity crisis, I guess, because like that was, you know, that was something that I didn't embrace. And now it's kind of like, oh my God, like that's changing now. Hmm. And so now that your hair is growing back, that thing that made you different is going away and you're. Exactly. Trying to to figure out how to uh, maintain yourself. Yeah, pretty much. And and like I said, like at the same time, it, it could be an opportunity for me to change my looks. So I'm I'm 23 now, so it's been a while. Like I've been like this for a while. So like it could also be an opportunity to to change in appearance. But I don't know if that's necessarily something. Like I said, I'm willing to give up. Well, Steven, you fucked yourself a little bit, which is fine, which is understandable <laughs> when you're a ch- when you're a teenager. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. You fucked yourself a little bit. Any time you define yourself as a person by one particular thing, especially like an aesthetic thing like this, you completely fuck yourself. Um, I think you're understanding that now. Because you really want a diversified right. life portfolio, whatever it is. And we've talked about this on here before, and it's, and it's a, a, a thing I, I do like thinking about, is how, how we like to look at ourselves and define ourselves and whatnot. Um, and if you pick any one thing, your job, your significant other, uh, the way that you dress, your, even, even things that are, like, you know, important, like your family... Being kind, uh, anything like that. If you just pick one handful of things, or almost any handful of things, to just vehemently define yourself by, you you totally fuck yourself. Uh, Because you want to be elastic in that. You don't want to be defined. You don't want to be the bald guy. You're a complex, magnificent miracle of the universe you can be infinite things at all times i really do believe that so you by thank you so much i'm well i'm glad that your hair is growing back 
and that the universe is telling you, Hey, Steven, quit fucking thinking of yourself as the bald guy and go out and be a person. Go find different yeah, other yeah. facets of your life. So let's get into that. I mean, what, yep. el what else gives you purpose and meaning in your in your existence? Yeah, I, that's... <laughs> I couldn't probably have said it better. Um, yeah, I guess, um, like, like I said, I was in theater in, in school, like in, in high school and in college, I was in theater. And I guess like another thing that I would define myself by is like my, my musical ability, you know, okay. um, yeah, I play instruments, you know, that kind of thing. Um, I definitely like have always been into music as a kid. And like as an adult, um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I think obviously like the important pillars of life, like family and friends and that kind of stuff, those all give me purpose. But I do feel like that I may put a little too much uh, importance on my relationships with people, you know, mm -hmm. and like. I, I kind of think, oh, well, if my relationship is good with them, that means that I'm doing something good and, like, I'm good, a good person, but, like, my relationship is bad. It's like, oh, my God, like, what have I done to make this relationship so bad, you know? Right, right. And I think that there's legitimacy to that. But you, you want to have a diversified life portfolio. So that way, when you, uh, you know, wake up one day and... Your friend is mad at you uh, for whatever reason. You know, you can go into your little uh, music studio thing and play the flute and go, okay, well, at least I have the flute. Um, and then right, when you, definitely. and then on another day, when you and your friend go get ice cream and have a great time, and then afterwards you go to play your flute and you suck at the flute. You can go, well, I sucked at the flute today, but at least I had a good time hanging out with my friend. You know, so you want to derive enjoyment and meaning and purpose from a variety of different things. And if you don't do that, you, you just totally fuck yourself and let yourself get thrown around by the whim of, of you know, whatever is going right or wrong with the thing you've decided to define yourself by. I've learned this a bunch of times in my own life, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely all true. Like, that's definitely all valid. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe I should, uh, I don't know, pick up a new hobby or something. I guess. Like, what should I yeah. even do? Yeah, you should pick up a new hobby. You know? What do you like to do? I mean, you like, let's see, you're a music guy. You like to act. Why don't you go make fucking TikToks yeah. of you lip syncing to a thing? Dude, Although there is that I one guy, there's that one guy who just did that, and he got made fun of a lot on the internet, and so that might happen to you as well. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. I, think well, I mean, I mean, it. there's no such thing as bad press, right? No, well, that's not true either. But um, <laughs> Stephen, I think you're more than just your hair, and I think uh, it's it's silly of you to define yourself by that when you are clearly. Uh, you know, any amount of infinite things that you could desire to be. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. And I, I don't think I've thought about it like that until quite recently, but yeah, I, I definitely like, I started, um, like I have a TikTok account obviously. And like, I started trying to make more content and like, that's been really enjoyable. Um, even, even if it doesn't, the videos don't do well, like I still like making that content, you know, like it's just fun to do. So maybe that's by the way, you know? by the way, Steven, I, I don't know if we talked about this already. I, I think we did, but I just want to hammer it in. If you don't like having hair and you like being bald, you can just you can just shave off your hair. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that's definitely been like a like a real possibility for me, like probably more than likely I'll do that. But, you know, I just kind of as I've been thinking about it and as it's been growing. And then the thing about it is that it's not just on my head. It's like everywhere in my body. Right. So I'm 
growing hair on oh, my arms. A little my TMI, Stephen. Jeez. <laughs> well, no, I don't. I don't. No, true. we can talk about. We can talk about pubes on here. Okay, so you're getting pubes. How are you feeling about the pubes? Yeah. I mean, it's hairs on your ass. Like, I'm, I'm not really worried. I have an incredibly really hairy, both ass cheeks and asshole. And um, how does that serve you? How does that serve me? It. I don't know. I. It makes like, you know, if a person's ever down there. I feel like they're judging me a little bit, but that's fine. I don't care. Um, hmm. I uh, I think it causes a lot of itching and whatnot. Hmm. Um, yeah. But let me tell you something, Stephen. Even though I have an itchy asshole, uh, you know, even though I have a hairy asshole, I don't define myself by my hairy asshole because I believe I am much more hmm. than that, and I believe you are more. Then your bald head as well. Um, Steven, uh, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Uh, I'm I'm a big fan. I've been watching for a while now, and I'm uh, just thank really happy you, I got on, so thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you for yeah. sharing, man, and good luck to you as you build your life portfolio. Thanks, man. You too. Take care, Steven. Take care. I mean, it's really bad down there. Um, and I've tried shaving my... I've tried shaving it, too. But uh, I don't do that anymore. Because the last time I did that, like, the shaved hairs would, like... Because when you have a hairy asshole, at least all the hairs are connected to the body. So they don't depart from the skin and enter into the anus. But when you shave it, you you won't you don't get all the hair out unless if you do a really thorough cleaning, and then the hairs start to go inside of the anus, and then it just becomes a friggin' mess of, of itchiness. And that I probably shared a little bit too much there, but that's okay. I uh, am comfortable with who I am, and with my asshole. To add a little more to that, too, <clears throat> I have had several times in my life where the thing that I was defining myself by went away, and then I was left uh, with nothing, and I learned not to do that anymore. Uh, like, I used to, I used to, I did stand-up comedy before I was doing the, this podcast, and I did that for, like, six years before realizing I hated it, but when I realized I hated it, I was fucked because all of my friends were from stand-up and all of my identity was about trying to be a stand-up comic and uh, uh, doing all that stuff and it, it really kind of screwed me for a little bit as I was like, well, what do I do now that, you know, I don't have this in my life? Uh, and then I got this uh, job uh, sort of right after I graduated college, and um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay in that job, but I really liked that job, and I was kind of defining myself by that job, and then the job ended, and I was like, well, fuck, what this thing ends, what am I going to do, because this thing was a big force in my life, and uh, and now I have this thing, and I've, I've kind of experienced enough of defining myself by a thing and getting super absorbed and obsessed with it and then it uh, leaving and then me getting fucked that I've decided well okay I really do enjoy and get a lot of f identity and, and pleasure and fulfillment and purpose out of being a gecko on the computer but I can't, I can't let it run my life I can't uh, wake up in the morning and if people are uh, listening to my podcast or, you know, if my TikTok videos are doing well or whatever, I can't let that make me feel too good. Uh, and if they're not, I can't let that make me too, feel too bad because I want to be in control of how I feel and I don't want any external factors to fuck around with me. Which is easier said than done. I'm still on that journey, for sure. Okay? I'm not 
saying all this stuff from atop the mountain of completion. I'm in the trenches. But that's just how I think about these things. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 